Welcome back for another episode of Talk to Tatiana, and I am excited and delighted to welcome Kylie. Uh, Kylie, welcome to the show, and I'm really excited to talk to you today. Thanks, Tatiana. So am I. Great to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of how do you change people's lives? Well, I just recently uh, became a parent, and so that has transformed me And uh, I've worked many years in the IT field. And as you can imagine, becoming a parent, um, especially um, a female gender, there are some things that we might need to change in our lives. And um, it's something, it's such a blessing. And having flexibility probably is a big one, um, one of the top ones. Um, And I am recently in my new life as a parent and with uh, my career, I am, I'd always promised myself I would take time out to do music. And it may sound counterintuitive, but actually uh, in my first year, so my daughter, she just turned one, I have been able to write songs and I am producing an album for the very first time. Um, I've always been passionate about music and also entrepreneurship is something that I've dabbled in and, um, have always wanted to have my own business. But I think that your podcast kind of points towards, you know, different reasons why people start a business and, and maybe even this conversation, why women, uh, might try to start, um, their own business. So I'm also, Uh, newly starting a business. I was working, teaching IT for the last 10 years. That provided flexibility uh, for me, but it turned out maybe not even as much as I desired. Um, So flexibility can come in a number of different ways, not just um, picking your projects and scheduling yourself, but scheduling is part of it for me. Um, I have done the nine to five for, for many years. I'll continue to do that. I'm, I'm somebody that, you know, I can work anytime. I can work a holiday. I can work around the clock. Um, I'm kind of a 24 seven person. Um, but that leads to burnout (laughs) when, when you're like that. Um, but even though I am an, you know, have been the nine to fiver in it for many years, it was never my solid, I guess you could say. So I happen to be, you know, my core zone is is more like probably not before 10 a.m. It doesn't mean I'm not up at 4 a.m. or whenever it is. I've tried everything. I've tried getting up at 4 a.m. I've tried getting up at 7. I've tried. I'm actually, believe it or not, with becoming a parent, I am the most in the zone, the earliest I've probably ever been, but I've done it all. And I've done everything to become a morning person. And it, people just have different balances and, and that sort of thing. And so that was one of my biggest things with burnout um, is that, you know, those 7am meetings or, you know, it it wasn't always 7am, but you, I mean, if it was going to be, 7 a.m., you, you felt really bad because you knew it was important, and that's why they were scheduling it at that time. And I'm very passionate about everything I work on, 
So of course I wasn't, I'm, I'm never going to turn down a meeting at work, you know? And so um, not working in your core main where you're most focused and, and that sort of thing. I go from like 11 to 11 is, is a really, I'm in the zone from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. I've always been that way. As much as I change my sleep schedule, everything, um, that is, that's the zone for me. So um, when you are your own boss, you can schedule those. You have a little bit more uh, wiggle room for, for that kind of thing and, and setting. So so that's been, um, that's been good. That's awesome. Um, and so what do you, what do you do? Like, uh, how do you help people, um, besides, you know, writing music? So, my, and- um, so, uh, so for instance, the last 10 years I've been training students on different IT certs. So that's the A plus, Net plus, Sec plus, all the CompTIA certs. Um, there are about thirty really popular, well sought after IT certs in the industry. And even when I was teaching my college courses that didn't require a certification for my students, I would add it in anyway. Um, it was something that I know is very valuable. Um, along with understanding the skills, um, it helps students break into the field. But even helping students who've been in the field for 20 years, some of them who I've taught as well, they also don't want to waste time trying to get their cert, going down the wrong path, failing, having to take it again. Um, And I can save people trouble with that. Um, from being somebody who's afraid of tests and not liking tests, but yet being successful on my certification tests and passing. Um, Another uh, cert besides CISSP, um, which I didn't mention yet, um, which comes after um, the A+, Net+, Sec+, in the traditional track um, as an option if you're not going to go the SAMS route, um, or maybe you are, or maybe you want both. Um, There's also... CISA and CISM, um, but I also do AWS. Um, so if somebody wanted to get their cert or break into getting a job um, with uh, Amazon, uh, working for Amazon Web Services, um, it's easier if they have their AWS cert walking in the door. Um, I can help them with that as well, plus Linux Plus and a few other certs. <laughs> So there are about 30 that are very well, um, you know, that make it worth it for the student because the employers are listing those. You know, there's project management. I've been a project manager, um, for example. Um, So if I can get these certs and pass them the first time, there's something about that method that I share with my students. And that's something that my students really gave me good feedback on is that they especially appreciated you know, all of the tips and um, focus on a particular cert. If they're sitting in class on those topics, they might not have any idea that it maps to which cert. So in sharing that information with them, I heard from so many students just how much they appreciated that and that they wouldn't have known otherwise, many of them. 
And so um, your company, Find and Why, what um, what does that do? Is that one of my So Finding Why is my recording artist name, and I trademarked it. Um, I am committed to transforming, being the best that I can be, play hard, work hard. Um, and so in early on in my career and for many years, um, although I love music as a child, I didn't have time for it or allow myself to do it. And so with teaching, um, which I went into for, for a little bit more flexibility than working, you know, 60 hours a week, um, every week in the field, um, you know, it, it did allow me to, uh, start back up. And, and so I started with a church band, um, that did rock. Um, and so I did that for two years while I was teaching, um, and then, like I said, my, my daughter came around and so I'm really committed and I said, you know what, I've written some of these songs, um, uh, because, you know, I made space for taking care of her and when she's napping and things like that. And so I have this album and so I created Finding Why. Now, Finding Why is, is perfect for IT as much as it is for music, um, because everybody should find their why. Um, and there's actually many, many reasons why I chose that name. But that's mostly right now representing music. And ITCertTraining.com is the um, training biz. And so um, they are related um, since they're both very new. It didn't make sense uh, to me starting up to, um, you know, obviously very, very separate names and very, very separate missions. You know, music publishing is is part of the Finding Why Biz. Um, you know, I'm also submitting songs for, for sync placements and TV and film. So, you know, wish me luck. I mean, we'll see. It's very new um, so far. Um, so I would recommend if people want to get, you know, their A+, Net+, Sec+, um, or one of the other certs that I mentioned, I am forming the the open enrollment for um, 2024. Um, and if they get if they DM me, um, and uh, so right there is my my Instagram. Um, but you can also go to itcerttraining.com. And you could tell me your dates, but I'm going to be picking the dates for 2024 for those um, certification classes. So I also do uh, train other teachers in my method as well, and I teach some of them. And is it one-on-one -on -one teaching or is it group or how does that um, work? We, we have a variety. So we one of the ones I really like to highlight is we have a six-month program where not everybody needs a six months and they can take the cert. If they follow my method, they might find that they're ready in two months or they might be ready in a month. Um, but if they sign up for the six-month, um, obviously, um, if somebody – I can guide them whether or not the six-month is, is worth it for them. But the six-month is a little bit different because – so we have um, – some synchronous and some async. So it's like there'll be a coaching call uh, with me if you sign up for that one um, twice a month. And then you have, you work with another teacher and you have um, some videos as well. So that one's a really good one. If someone is, is not really sure of their skill level and um, they don't want to waste time, um, 
you know, getting getting it wrong by taking a one week boot camp. We also do have um, some offerings for for one week boot camp, but. I really um, encourage people to go for the for the six month schedule because it's hard to screw up um, if you go with that, um, and they are priced similarly. So I mean, um, that's you know that's uh, uh, just a little bit of sort of promotion of your services, but um, the, really the purpose of this podcast is to share some insights into life or business or both. For people to actually learn from you, so um, what? Like, where did you start uh, your career in general? What did you do? Um, kind of show us your journey a little bit to get to to get you where you are today. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> interestingly enough, some of what I was teaching as a professor at the college level in IT classes. I actually did while I was an undergrad, believe it or not. Um, a lot has changed with technology, but you know what people want to do with technology, um, the requirements um, of working in business and you know graphics, you know, um, I'm not gonna date myself by talking about some of the old ones when I was in college. Um, but so the the applications have changed. It might be the same company <laughs> in some cases, Microsoft. Um, and so on and so forth. Um, but at any rate, I started when I was working on my undergrad. Um, actually, even before, even before I went to college, <laughs> I worked full time um, in a computer, uh, you know, server room in a mainframe. So for me, I I got into this because I was very lucky, um, and I got that experience at a very young age. Um, and so then doors would open because I already had full-time IT on my resume. So that was, um, that was pretty uh, useful. And so um, while I was studying my undergrad, I worked um, at a university computer lab as a IT consultant um, for, you know, for the students, right, uh, in the lab. And so there were some training courses with that. In that case, I was more of like the assistant. I mean, I would, I was the one-on-one monitoring the, the, um, and doing everything for, for that lab. But when it came to a a training class, there was a lead teacher and then I was assisting. So then it turns out, um, you know, fast forward many years, um, after my career of, you know, uh, moving up to now I'm CEO, but, you know, there's, IT manager in there and, and, you know, IT also, um, got to be, have a seat at the table. IT became, you know, not in the basement, but, um, part of a seat, you know, on the board kind of positions. So I've seen the full range. I've worked in many different areas from, uh, applications, database, networking, um, um, help desk, which obviously you want to start with. Um, and, pro- you know, I mentioned project management systems. Uh, and what's analysis. And what's, and, yeah. What's, what's your favorite part of that work? Like what initially got you interested? Oh, in I IT? just, I, I like how it can organize you. Um, I like the automation the most. Uh, like, uh, do you mean like, see, kind of automation efficiency and stuff like that? 
Yes. That's awesome. And how, um, and how have, I mean, I know initially you responded to kind of my, um, question of somebody who's worked in corporate, who's now working for themselves and kind of, um, can you, if someone is listening and, you know, and the reason I was asking about it, cause I, I mean, and even my post got so many responses from people, well, I did this for a long time and, and then I was burned out or I hated it or, or whatever, everything together. But how was it for you? How was, um, I know that you, you said you became a parent, um, which is, which is cool. I mean, absolutely parenting should change a woman's life, right? Uh, we are in America being brainwashed saying that, um, you really being a mom doesn't have to change you, but it actually absolutely does. That's what I believe in. Um, but how, why did you kind of start your own thing? Was it connected to becoming a mother or, uh, or was there another reason for it? What was that experience like? Yeah, I would go back to how we started um, this podcast because I think my answer really uh, lies in becoming a parent. And I agree with you, um, that doesn't have to be a game changer. Um, you can be a parent and you can work in IT. I do believe that. But I also like what you said. I do believe that it changes you. It doesn't mean that it has to change your work, um, but it does transform you. And so, um, so flexibility was what I started with. So that's what I would go back to. So that was the main reason for you to um, transition. Well, like I said, um, I've been, I've tried everything. I am very different than people who wake up uh, whatever time in the morning and they're the freshest and the best, right? They're, they might not be fresh at 10 p.m. or 9 p.m., you know, that's me, right? So my big disconnect was my core hours. And like I said, I really, you have to believe me, I've tried everything. I've, you know, I've gotten up at 7 a.m. every single day, gone to sleep at the same time, you know, everything <laughs> that I can possibly think of over the many years I've been on this, this uh, planet, you know, ever since I was a little girl um, and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, for me going to bed consistently at the same time and changing all these other habits, how much I work out, it doesn't matter. I have strong core hours. It's always, no matter, like I said, if I'm getting up at 4 a.m. or if I'm getting up at 7 a.m. and when I go to bed and w even when it shifts, everything that I've tried, it always comes back that I slip into my, my being in the zone, being productive, being efficient. It's like, don't even bother. It will take me twice as long if it's not between my core 11 and 11. And not everybody has that. So you can be a mom and, and you can stick with your, you know, your 8am job, you know, or 9am or, or whatever, you know, hour commute or whatever it is. And you'll be fine because you, you don't have that same thing that I have. I think it all comes down to largely knowing yourself or being self-aware. Um, at least that's my opinion on this, but, um, yeah. And I'm not saying I won't do nine to five again and still go to the 7am meetings when requested right during that. Um, but 
I, I, I will do, I probably will do that at some point again, right? But I'm, it's self-awareness. Like, if I don't have to, why, why wouldn't I want to be as productive as I possibly can? And, you know, there's, there's a lot more joy <laughs> when something takes the right amount of time and for me than having to do something when, you know, it takes three times as long because it's not when you're, you know, at your, you know, in the zone or whatever. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll probably, you know, at some point, there's a possibility that I'll do nine to five again. So yeah, my daughter's only one, who knows? <laughs> and the businesses are new, but I'm hopeful. Awesome. Um, and kind of, uh, what, um, what do you see as a, like, where do you see your businesses in five years from now? What, what does that picture oh, look well, like? So it'd be the same. I'll still be hopefully, um, you know, have a record. Um, and in fact, I'm even promoting, um, if somebody wants to participate and they want promotion, I love to promote other businesses. So if you want to be on my album, um, you know, booklet with the lyrics and everything, and I'll put like, if you want to sponsor a track, um, I can put your business and your info, how people can get a hold of you. Um, also, I'm happy to do promotions for, for other businesses. Um, um, I would like to be a brand ambassador um, as a, a songwriter and recording artist. If, if it works out, if it doesn't, you know, that's okay too. And then I'll you know, enjoy, um, helping students continue to do, you know, the same thing I've been doing for the last 10 years, um, helping them get their certs. So. Awesome. Terrific. Um, Thank you. All right. so, and so if you, uh, could go back in time, maybe give advice to your younger self or maybe change one thing, what would that be? Well, I've been asked this question many times and my, my favorite answer is, um, don't be shy about um, owning property. Um, I was kind of, as a woman I, I, in my family, like, I don't know, it was a little bit not as promoted as I think it should be. And so I purchased my properties uh, with my husband later in life, and they've been a real joy um, because of passive income. And I don't think I could so comfortably... Uh, transition into entrepreneurship without passive income. Uh, so we have uh, tenants, for example, and um, I'm also working on a place that um, I may end up flipping, but, you know, someone else is <laughs> working on it. But um, so, you know, it, it that is very valuable. Um, and so having passive income would be a recommendation. But I can probably answer a few other things as well. Um, you know, don't, maybe don't accept promises for the future and believe that you have, like, just that you have to wait, right? So if somebody's promising you something and saying that you have to do this and you have to do that before you can do it. Now, I think you need to be clear if someone else was asking them, maybe a male, for example, would would that they just get what they're asking for right then and there? So don't just blanket accept promises of delayed gratification of what you're looking for. 
um, you need to judge and share why what you're asking for you believe you deserve and um and so good negotiating skills uh to do that but um that's one thing i've seen in the field i think women seem to have a more tendency to delay maybe say okay um, i'm gonna have to work two years before i get promoted or i'm gonna have to do that and that's fine i mean we shouldn't have instant gratification, you know, like if you haven't earned it, then you don't deserve it. But if you walk into a place with a certain amount of experience, though you may be young, um, you need to showcase that because if someone walks in and gets some sort of promotion and they don't have that experience and yet they're male or, or this, the other thing, and they have their family or, or and you don't have a family yet or whatever, um, that, that's, there's something called fairness. So watch out for those, oh, I, I promise that you be in the running or, or you'll, you know, you'll be great for this job or this, that, you know. Um, so that's something that, like I said, I've seen that with friends. Um, I probably experienced that early on in my career um, once and you know, so maybe that did, maybe that did me a lot of good <laughs> because then I experienced that early on. And so then I made sure not to, to have that happen to myself. So it was um, hard to see when, when that would happen sometimes. And I, I felt like it was a gender thing sometimes. I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I can say that uh, when I worked for a CPA firm, you know, um, when I was first hired, it was like there were seven partners, three were pre-retirement, um, and then there's a lot of opportunity. I didn't care about it that much at that point anymore because I knew that they can promise anything. And, you know, sometimes titles are more important for people than life. And it's I'm not that person anymore. I used to be, right? But when I, you know, when I started with uh, with the firm and they were saying those things, um, male or female, you kind of get a little hooked on it. Um, you're like, oh yeah, I can grow in here. And I even remember one of my colleagues was, um, I was telling him, oh, like I want to go to law school, I want to go to business school, I want to take this exam. I was taking an exam, like I was taking GMAT or whatever at that time. Uh, this, I mean, we're talking over a decade ago. And he was like, why would you do that? And I said, well, because like, is being an accountant everything that you want to be? Like, that's not me. But for him, it was totally acceptable, like waiting out, sitting, sitting through whatever years needed to become a partner and that's it. And, and so I don't know if it's necessarily a gender thing. I think we're all getting screwed with. <laughs> but oh, I hear what you're saying. So I'm, I am, I wouldn't, um, knock the traditional path that you see everybody takes, um, that I respect. But there are times where I've seen, like it happened once to me early on. It was so long ago. Um, but, um, and it, it, you know, it wasn't so terrible, but um, I just made sure that I wasn't going to fall for, for that <laughs> again. Um, because um, in that case, they were promising something that they, that they never, it wasn't even their decision. And I, it was one of my first jobs, <laughs> basically, um, after the college one I told you about. But um, 
yeah. So if it's traditional and it's respected in the field, I'm not saying don't don't do that. But but there are certain times where you could make a decision and make the decision on what's now. And if it's the traditional path, maybe include that. Like everybody does these two years and then this happens. And, you know, if it's very, very traditional, but the more you can make a decision on certainties and and less assumptions and uncertainties. And don't think of a promise as certainty because a lot can change, um, especially in the course of two years. So make your decision with more certainty about what is actual. Um, it would be my advice. So awesome. because a lot of students are like, well, I have this offer and I have this offer. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing that. That's um, yeah, that's a, that's a good good, good insight. And um, yeah, and they get point, their certs, and then they have to fight off offers. <laughs> so I hear about those too, which is what you want, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, and as we wrap up here for today, uh, what uh, how can people find and connect with you? I mean, of course, the links are going to be listed below the video if you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes to the podcast. But um, just um, tell us a little bit about how can people find and what's the best way to connect. Okay. Well, I, I would love to connect with people in a more holistic way. So the art side and the science tech side. So feel free to just go to Kylie at findandwhy.com without the G and we can talk tech or we can talk music, um, either one. Um, and then I can send you to the appropriate, um, site, um, since I have multiple websites from there. Awesome. Terrific. Uh, Kylie, thanks so much for, for um, doing this interview. Thank for you, Tatiana. Your... Okay, we'll, we'll see you. <laughs> All right. And for, you, for those of you watching or listening, we'll see you next week for another episode of Talks to Tatiana.